friends, welcome back for Communication Filters, part two. Well, but what you're talking about actually leads into like beliefs, values, which is the next category. Okay. And also differences in communication style okay. as a whole. All right. So like, yes, you've, you're, you're correct. You hear your, your partner says something to you. It hurts or doesn't feel good. Mm. You have an emotional state that has then by, been caused by a communication pattern because mm. if it came from something that your partner said or did, that also is communication. Everything is communication mm. in relationship. And um, so it's compounded, right? It's like, oh, so now first we're going to kind of peel back the layer of the emotional state that we're in. I'm now hearing things through the lens of defensiveness mm. or, or being frustrated. Um, and then you dive into the next layer, which is like, we have expectations of each other based on our belief system and our value system. Mm. Wait, so what's the category? Beliefs, Beliefs and, values and values in our communication. And like, um, so, so an example of this right is like if you have a belief about someone mm -hmm. you're going to hear and perceive what they say that reinforces based on that, that right? belief yeah. like okay. you're just collecting your little dossier yeah. of you if know your mind's already made up you're collecting right. evidence you're not actually you're you're probably way less objective than you really think you are right yeah. you know so like what's what's common i hear from students a lot mm is that they perceive me as an extroverted person. Makes sense. And they perceive that because they see me teaching. Right. Um, and so then in other situations where like they have an expectation that I'm an extrovert, mm. but I'm not, it's like, oh, are you okay? Because I have a belief about you mm. that you are this, but you might be more like laid back in reserve reserved in this other situation and so then i'm i'm gonna have a belief yeah. around that because something doesn't quite so so there's a lot of different ways that that plays out <clears throat> and it's um often has to do our beliefs and our values come from our families of origin right yeah you know so like if we have decided you know some, so something for me is like when somebody gets silent mm. about something yeah I'm like, oh, they're pissed. They're pissed. Because like my grandfather, when he was angry, he just would disappear. Like he would go in his den. He'd go in his little TV room, granddaddy's TV room. He'd disappear. Not going to talk to anybody. It's like, don't go in there. Like nobody go in there. Just don't. Like he'll come out eventually. Until like you come along and you're like you are like the only one that could maybe... Yeah, but I knew enough to know that, like, if I was going to go in the TV room and granted he was in a bad mood, it wasn't my fault he was in a bad mood. Someone else did something stupid, no doubt. Right. It wasn't me. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I didn't do a I thing. I didn't do a damn thing. <laughs> I was going to go in there and not talk and cuddle with him. Like, mm. I knew that that was, you know, but I perceive extreme periods of silence as an indicator that someone is angry. So then if I, if, if you're like just quiet for the day and 
I have this belief. If I hadn't unpacked it or looked at it, I could perceive like, oh, God, Matt's pissed. Like, he hasn't said a whole lot. Like, he's just sitting on the couch doing his own thing. And then you say something like, you know, it's late. What are we going to have for dinner? I might hear that through the lens of you being pissed that we haven't made a dinner plan. Okay. You know? see that. So, um... It's tricky. It is so tricky. Well, especially my first thought is like, I don't know. If you had to pick a way to be angry, it seemed like they'd be the better one out of the sure. options. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, eh? I mean, just kind of, that's all relative based on like what your values and belief system is too, though, because for some people, the silent treatment is way worse than just being like, I'm pissed at you. You suck. You know, rah, rah, rah. I'm going to yell at you for a minute. And for other people, it just would, would be the opposite. It would be the difference. Like, I remember yeah. growing up, my mom. <laughs> mom's listening. Mom's probably listening to this. Nice. She's, she's like, fuck. Hi, Belle. <laughs> mom. You're about to get like, called out. I grew up with social workers, okay? <laughs> so it was like, I'm having a feeling. And then it was like, so tell me what you're feeling about what just happened. Like, let's sit down and have some empowerment salad and talk about what just happened and our feelings around dinner. And I remember thinking as a child, like, Oh, empowerment. Salad. If you ask me one more time, what I'm feeling, I'm feeling like I'm sick of you asking me what I'm feeling. You know, like there were That's moments. That's not an uncommon thing for like a adolescent oh definitely not seal, right definitely not but i i remember having this thought one time where mom is just like talking on and on she was talk about things and we're still talking about it and talking about how what i did was not a good idea and we're talking 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 and i'm like god i kind of wish you just slap me in the mouth <laughs> and get it over with like oh i was an asshole i said a bad thing like we're still hammering this home right now do we have to still talk about everyone's feelings around this situation well i mean yeah there you go it's a lot of feelings talk it was so much feelings talk so i don't think that we can say like is this the better way to deal with this emotion because that's relative right and i wasn't even referring to like the silent treatment like the intentionally withdrawing and not speaking i'm just talking about like you know i'm angry i'm just gonna go over here because i want to be alone not like i'm purposely not talking to you I think there's a difference, and I think I wasn't alluding to like the silent treatment when I was saying that if granddaddy was like quiet in the TV room, you know. Yeah, except that the silent treatment or or withdrawing from someone and going into another room isn't going to feel safe to someone who has abandonment wounds. Just like yelling and screaming and slamming things isn't going to feel safe to someone who has like wounds lit are associated with violence. Hmm. So it's like, you know, that's one of like, you know, kind of like, what's your wound and where did it come from? And what behaviors do you have core memories around? Because when those behaviors show up, it's going to be uncomfortable. So it's not a universal, like, man, we're just dating backwards, aren't we? As a group, as a society. What? It's just like, when you date, you get together and like you talk about the surface level shit or whatever, and it's like you just lead with the wounds. Just lead with the wounds. Yeah. Oh, dating backwards, yes, dating. right? So it's like that should be the first question. It should be maybe you know third or fourth. Like if your wounds, so if we're looking at betrayal, uh huh, abandonment, yeah, 
rejection. Are these just all you're listing all the wounds? Like the the core wounds that oh. these are wounds. I didn't know that. I don't know what the core four are. Five. There's core five. See now, I I could tell you the core. My core four. Oh. Is Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, and Slayer. Mm-hmm. They're like the big four. Those are the like big the four. Mount Rush, the Mount Rushmore of like thrash metal well, in we're the not, early eighties. But you say big four, and that's what I think. We're going to talk about like five and not Mount Rushmore. No. Okay. Fine. So, betrayal, rejection, abandonment. Um, humiliation. Okay. All right. So those were the core four. Oh, there's <clears> a fifth. There's an ancillary. And has it cracked? Is it now a core? It's injustice. Is it a core? Yes. Oh, okay. So it's actually injustice. Oh, right. It just wasn't like because there's a lot of layers to the core wound of injustice, and I don't think that people have done as much digging or research around this mm. core wound because injustice can be societal injustice can be environmental. So, so there's five now. Well, I was going to make it not a joke, but I was going to say it would have an asterisk because it's not in the core. It's like pending. No, it's, it's real. <laughs> I mean, I believe it's real, but as far as its status in the core circle. Sure. Sure. I'm sure that there are some peer reviewed articles that would still cite four. I'm not saying that injustice <laughs> is like, well, we'll see if this checks out. <laughs> We'll see if this kind is of, legit. What a fucking asshole do you think I no, am? No, no, I didn't think that that's what you were saying. <laughs> so, oh. if one of your core wounds is rejection and abandonment, uh-huh. and your partner exits right. when they're having a feeling, uh-huh. you're going to perceive that through your values and your belief that you are not in a secure relationship sorry i don't mean to laugh oh, i'm just God. thinking of how is this like i think it's such good information to have early on yeah i really do fifth date but like do you even put it in, in the dating profile <laughs> like how do you breach like how do you have that conversation my core wound is well how no. do you read a core wound and not just be like Ugh, this, <laughs> because Ugh. everybody has one know, or two like, or seven but when you're like reading them and you're like oh okay she's cute oh she likes this shit oh okay oh ew. Well, oh. I mean, Ooh. what what would you what would you like your partner's core wound to be? This is terrible. So this is how we know that we're Irish because we laugh at inappropriate shit. Yeah, it's true. We do. But I definitely think there's a place for this type of discussion to happen. First of all, happen at all in a relationship. Secondly, happened before major commitment. Mm-hmm. I mean, even before like serious dating. Yeah. If you're going to date someone for a year, if you've been dating someone for a year and you don't know how to, uh, you, you couldn't identify mm-hmm. these things like mm-hmm. what's their wound and how they behave and then how to approach them while they're behaving as a result of that wound. Right. That's another thing. With like, how? Well, I guess intervention is a, was a word. Like, how do you how do you approach them while they are in the throes of the emotions of this wound? Because like, you can't just like. I mean, like to be left alone. Maybe I mean, it's like if you know that and that's what they want, that's great. But like, how do you? Well, what intervene? would how would you like? What would the remedy be to? Let's say that your core wound is humiliation. Uh huh. Right. Right. So someone who has a core wound of humiliation 
is going to hear, particularly if they're in a vulnerable emotional state, they're going to hear things through the communication filter, right? Of that wound. Right. So like sarcasm. So like, hey, good job with the dishes. Right. They're going to hear that as like a shot. Right. So you would have to bring into the space, like, first of all, like, is this person feeling vulnerable right now? Is this person already stressed, tired, hungry, you know, whatever, fill in the blank, might not be the best time for a sarcastic comment about them potentially failing at something or, you know, needing to experience shame or uh, embarrassment about something. Mm -hmm. The other thing would be to be like, as reassuring as possible Mm. around that. Um, and that kind of like, like this is one of the roles that we get to take on in partnership is um, you're not going to be a hundred percent. You're not going to be perfect all the time. There's going to be things that activate your partner's wounds and you get to show up in a way that is reassuring and lets them know that they're in a secure relationship that, you know, you certainly do not mean to, bring them into a place of experiencing mm. shame, humiliation, embarrassment. Um, you were just making a joke and sorry for the bad timing. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's the thing is that <clears throat> it takes humility to first of all, acknowledge that we have these belief filters that we see things through. And also it takes humility to acknowledge that like, we're not going to do everything perfect in relationship mm. and we can still be in a loving committed and secure relationship even if we make a mistake even when we make a mistake like it's tricky that's that's the hard stuff that we get to do and then hopefully we get to help like each other heal those wounds over time too it's like oh you know is that possible yeah oh of course it is (laughs) no it's not yes it is i don't believe you healing is determined what does that mean? Like, that's what we're here to do. So oh. we don't have to do it again. All right. I guess I'll take your word for it. Well. We'll see. Irish Catholic. To. These things, just they just stay here and they'll be here. That's fine. Uh, okay. Well, not <laughs> Irish Catholic. And I'm unwilling to reincarnate again with these same damn wounds that I had this time around. Like, I got to heal them so that they're not coming with me. They're not getting packed in the do suitcase. you just, like, matriculate wounds? It's like an undergrad situation. I mean, unless you're really getting a doctorate in one of them. Oh, God. Right. So why would you want to do that? That's a good point. That's coconuts. Coconuts. Uh, So if I'm counting right, that is three? Three? Three categories that we've talked about? I think so. There's a fourth? Yes. Fifth. There's five. Five? Yeah. All right. What's next? So there is differences in your style of communication oh okay and this is like more based on well this is what you were saying before you were saying male female like husband wife in our dynamic right there would be the the person in a communication exchange that is more expressive spoiler alert this is the lens that i'm going to express anything regarding relationships through because it's the only thing i've ever known the only thing that you know yes like i've not ever lived any other kind of relationship so Right. It's just going to be. And I would say that in a lot of relationship dynamics, regardless of the structure. You could, yeah, the masculine, feminine energy right. types. Right. I agree. Or even just like friendship 
mm. relationship types too. Yeah. Like there tends to be someone in the in the relationship that is more expressive, more open, um, maybe even more confrontational, more communicative it's, in this like outward way. It's the Burton Eastwood. It is. Um, corollary. It absolutely is. It is. I just watched Where Eagles Dare when you were gone this week. You weekend. did? I did. I watched Where Eagles Dare and Kelly T. Rose. So it's Clint Eastwood. Yep. And he would be the more like reserved. Right. He'd be the under, reserved, you know, keep quiet, everything under wraps. Stoic. Yep. Character. And, and then, then Richard Burton. Richard Burton. The British actor. Expressive. Verbose. Verbal. Very yeah. talkative. Mm-hmm. Like. Yes, the one's clearly more articulate, or I mean, only because he speaks more. Um, and Clint Eastwood is the right silent type, right? You know, and and some of it could just be like cultural upbringing as well. You know, like mm. I definitely dated people in the past where like you what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that oh. were like you go to dinner at their family's house, and there's like arguing like there's loud (laughs) arguing with each other like it's dinner and people are shouting at each other across the table and i'm like (gasps) you know like my i can't i cannot be that is like my enneagram nine kapha cancerian rising self i cannot deal with people yelling at each other i absolutely hate it this is why every scene in the show yellowstone that I've ever seen. Were there episode, at dinner? Where they are all in the dining room. It's a torture. Every sphincter muscle in my body <laughs> just goes <laughs> and clenches. Because I'm like, oh, Beth is just going to be an asshole and say something. Like, that's why around season three or four and there's in the dinner, that they're yep. in the dining room and Beth is there. I'm like, I don't like you anymore. Yep. I actively hate your character because you're going to go out of your way. To just spoil this uh-huh. when it could have happened before or it can wait after, but you need to make a scene. Yep. And I just hate it so much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing is it's like when people from very different backgrounds come together in relationship, mm-hmm. like this has to be an immediate conversation. This has to, <laughs> you know, and this isn't even a, I'm not talking about compromise or concession. I'm talking about like, is this feasible? Is this a deal breaker or is this okay? And how is there going to be adaptation to another family's style or another way of being in family together? Particularly if you're going to think about having children mm. and like how that interaction will be carried out like can i offer a topic for a future episode we've just mentioned several times and we've mentioned this before today about like why don't they do this on first dates why didn't this happen third dates Uh uh-huh should we we need to spend an episode creating a new dating paradigm okay we do okay every layer of it like the meeting to like the first date to Mm -hmm. whatever to introduction of introduction families i think i think we can create a pretty a better system. I think exists. so too. I'm saying this, although I haven't been on a date in I don't know how long. <laughs> it's been a very long time, so I don't know what it looks like now. Uh-huh. However, I think not a lot has changed. So I think we spend an episode, we I spend some time and do that. I don't know mm-hmm. whether yes, I love it. We're gonna do that. Yeah. Okay. And so this goes back to what you were saying about, 
you know, we could be seeing things through an emotional filter of anger or frustration because our spouse said something, Mm. right? And if there is a fundamental difference in the style of communicating, you know, like I, I had friends um, who, you know, they're, they're married in a relationship and like, they would call each other names. Like Like the people that are married to each other. Yes. Like, like, like name calling, like not schmoopy and no, not like honey cakes. I'm not talking about those names. I'm talking about like, what the fuck did you do with the garbage, you idiot? Like, like Dingleberry. And, yeah. It, well, Dingleberry. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I love that you go I mean, to Dingleberry. I wouldn't want to be called one by you. Right. Like, like <laughs> if, so, if I was in a relationship and my partner was like, you're such a bitch. In, in like, and not joking. Not right. in like, like, that this was a communication style. Right, yes. If someone said that to me, I would be so hurt. Mm, Fair. Like, so, again, so we're talking about two filters at that point. Mm. There's a a difference in style where to that person, it's like, nah, I called you a bitch, whatever, I call everybody a bitch. You know, like, not a big deal. She's a bitch, you're a bitch, we're all bitches. (laughs) To me, that's a big deal. (laughs) It's a great community episode where Abed is like with uh, the three girls and he's learning about like how women are catty and mean to each other. And it's like, oh, she's being a bitch, we, but we can mean, me, be mean back to her. And then Abed like learns, it's like, oh, wait, why are you girls mean to her? She wasn't a bitch. I'm like, well, it's okay if you're being it to this type of people. So then Abed just starts being cutting and mean to everyone on campus. Uh-huh. And he's just walking in the cafeteria and spewing out insults. But at the end, he's like, yeah, you do this, you do this, you're a bitch, bitch. Bitch, 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 and bitch. he just calls everyone bitch, mm-hmm. bitch. So yeah, yeah. So like Abed, yeah, the which for other people, same, they'd be like, yeah, well, you know, f you, you dickhole. Like it would not be <laughs> like this would not be an exchange that could happen in my relationship world, right? And be sustainable. Mm. And other people would have a very different thought process and experience around that. And everyone gets to be in a relationship in whatever way they feel okay and good about that relationship. First thing I think of is what would you call someone in that type of relationship? What are the words that you would throw at them that would land and be hurtful? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just curious. No idea. And it's like, and it's like, is that in that type of relationship? I don't think that that would even be the goal. Like, it would just be a non-thing. Like, hurting someone isn't the goal because that's not perceived through the lens of an emotion or a wound that that would Mm. cause harm. Yeah. Wow. You know? So, it absolutely has to be a conversation around, like, you have to have a conversation around what are your filters or be super perceptive and willing to just lay it out there. Like, my filter is this. I will experience things through Mm. this. And, oh, don't like, yeah. you know, don't cross that line because right. that would be detrimental to our relationship. Yeah. This would require a level of self-reflection that I don't think as a society we're ready to do. Well, right. And so the onus then is like, how much are you willing to communicate about your needs and your feelings? Mm-hmm. Like I remember early on in our relationship, we got into a fight about something. I don't remember what. You were probably being a <laughs> <laughs> You can't even say it. 
can't I even say it. I wanted to so bad that I'm like, my mom might be listening to this. Yeah, and your mom would be, she's going to text you immediately and she be would. like, Matthew, absolutely I not. I know. Um, but you left. Okay. Like you left the house. Oh, yeah. Okay. You went for a walk. Yep. And you didn't come back for a long time. Right. And I was like, immediately no. Really? Yes. We. I mean, then you came back and we had the, a conversation. I was like, you can do many things. You are not allowed to leave when we're in the middle of a discussion or an argument. You can say that you need space. You can say that you're all done talking about this right now. And we have to come back to it. You do not get to leave the house and not and disappear for hours and not communicate with me. I mean, I, didn't, I mean, like I didn't go anywhere. I was on foot. I was in a I was in a half mile radius. I wasn't far. I. Yep. But my filter is abandonment, right? Like, if like that's the wound. So I'm not you gonna don't... jump on the train like a hobo. <laughs> like if I grab the, you car went out keys, to get a pack of cigarettes, didn't come back. <laughs> if I grab the car keys, then I would be like, yeah. I mean, what if I articulated like I need to go on a walk right now? That's different. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. like like you can say, oh, but okay. you can't just like disappear. It can't okay. be like peace out, no conversation. Can you imagine if I left like that? Peace out. Like I don't know whether to take that seriously or what's happening. I'd probably start singing the Usher song now, <laughs> but you know, and again, these things can change and shift and adapt because the level of secure attachment that you have in an earlier part of a relationship is different yeah. than a decade in when I'm like, yeah, he's coming back. Cause there's goldfish here. <laughs> Not this is where he sleeps. <laughs> Not this is his, his home. His favorite pillow. His here. snacks and blanket are here. Blanket are here. <laughs> He'll come back. So, <clears throat> the last filter. Okay. Filter the fifth. The fifth filter is self-protection. Mm. Right. So, this ultimately... I mean, is this like baseline what everyone... This is like if they had to pick one that everyone does? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And usually it comes from a fear of rejection. So this is this mm. usually goes to the wound of like at some point in our lives mm. in a romantic relationship, whether, you know, I'm, I'm using that term loosely, whether it's like, you know, fifth grade, do you like me circle? Yes or no. Right? Well, I think those, I you know, for such a long time, especially as a teacher, I would scoff at relationships like that. Yeah. I think they are as valid now as if you're 30. Yeah. They really are. I love them. They they're really so do. Sweet. Like if you're 13 mm-hmm. and you're head over heels and someone's like, no, thank you. Yep. That cuts. Heartbroken. 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 And it's, it's just as valid as if you're 28 and yeah, you go through the same thing. Yeah. Totally. And so we have these wounds. We ultimately, as a species, have a fear of rejection because. Because mm. you'd be outside of the tribe. You'd be kicked That's out of the village. Survival. And then you're dead. Right. So it's it's very like sympathetic nervous system, fully online, like definitely in reactivity. So, you know, we then start we hear things through the filter of rejection. Right. Mm -hmm. But even a step further than that, which is important, is that we communicate Mm through a fear of rejection and and you know i'm gonna i'm going to call myself out here <clears throat> because i do a thing that drives you crazy oh i bet you do <laughs> i do a thing where um rather than 
asking directly for what I need. Mm. I will say, what do you think about going and getting tacos for dinner? Mm -hmm. And you will respond with, honey, for the love of Christ, if you want tacos for dinner, can you just say, can we go get tacos or let's go get tacos for dinner? And at the root of that, when I really thought about it, because I was thinking about this, I'm, I'm like, why do I still do this? I still do this. Like, I've done a lot of work. If you have an answer, please tell me. And it is the fear of rejection. Like, if I say, um, oh, do you want to go do this thing? And you're like, no, you've rejected the thing. Mm. If I say, I want to go get tacos. And you're like, I don't care. I'm not going to go get tacos. You've rejected me. Right. Which is why would you word it that way then? Like, which is why, which is why I don't, I don't say I want to go get tacos. Cause if you said no to that, you would be rejecting me. If I say, what do you think about going to get tacos? You're like, I don't feel like tacos. You've rejected the tacos. You see the difference? I do. My brain can't compute the difference. <laughs> you must not have a really strong rejection wound or a fear of being rejected. Uh, it's being numb to rejection. Numbed to rejection. Right. I will not feel it. <sighs> Matthew. No. That, it's, you see this spot right above where my belly starts? Mm-hmm. Where, like, it's so weird. You can almost see it. Well, if I wasn't wearing a shirt. There's a spot. If you started at my Your shoulder. Your heart chakra? If you started at my shoulders. Your solar plexus chakra. No. I mean, yes, you're right. If you started at my shoulders, uh-huh. you're like... You might have been an athlete one time uh-huh. and worked your way down. Yeah. You're like, yeah, you might have been. And then you hit what I guess would be the solar plexus chakra That's where yeah, uh, all of us, all of us dudes at about 40 mm. start to uh, get a little squishy. So your solar plexus padding it sits right about there. Okay. And cased in diamonds. Protects your heart. Yeah. So. It's just right there. It's, okay. it's going to sit there one day and then one day I'll die. That's it. I completely disagree with this theory, and I'm going to chisel my way through that shit. Okay. So, you just... Well, keep... we spend a lot of time together, <laughs> so it might happen. It will happen. <laughs> we work together from home. It might happen. <laughs> it will happen. Yeah. So, that's the like that's the tricky filter, because it really does quite evidently go in both ways. Not only am I listening for or someone might be perceiving what someone else is saying through a filter of fear of rejection they're speaking and asking for things through a fear of rejection yeah i mean okay i'm i am trying to appreciate this also i say like honey what do you want for dinner Mm -hmm. i don't know I named four things. You're like, no, no, no. I'm like, where's my validation for being right? I, I just straight out and said, how about this? Three times. I'm like, no, no, no. I don't want that. But, and if you were to say, honey, I really want to go to Cultivare and get a steak mm. tonight. Now, if I knew they had steak every time and you said no, like, oh. I wouldn't say no to that, though. But that's, if that's not what you want, you can say no. But there's other shit at well, Cultivare. I'm, well, it's also, it's funny because this is a difference because I'm not, you know, 
seeing this as like you are rejecting me right you're rejecting the food and that's not what you want even like if it's something i want i'm not viewing it as like this this is a rejection of not just your choices (laughs) your whole persona everything about you (laughs) yeah so i yeah those that's very interesting but you have to be mindful of it like so an example where your rejection wound was activated. Oh, you have one? Oh my An god, yes. One? Yeah, totally. Oh my god. I have 17 from today. No, stop it. I'm a little bit more aware than that. I'm not poking your rejection wound. Um <laughs> this is a silly one. When Good. don't bring up a real one. Okay. Um I walked out into the kitchen. This was a long time ago. Oh. Okay. I walked out into the kitchen and it was probably like nine oh, o'clock in the morning. We here? I don't remember. Okay. I don't think so. You don't remember? I don't think so. How do you remember the story and not remember what kitchen? I th- we had a lot of kitchens. Yeah, I know, but which one are you in? Mm, nope. I don't I wanna say we were still living in Hoosick Falls. Okay. Um and you it was like nine thirty in the morning, it was uh early in the day, <laughs> and you were eating chicken wings. Uh, if this is the story I think you're telling, yeah. this is not 9.30. This is before school. This is, <laughs> this is 7 this o'clock is in the morning. 6.50 in the morning. Oh, it's so gross. And I was like, don't you dare be eating chicken wings in the morning. Yeah. Oh, you reenacted that tone perfectly, by the way. Yeah. Because that, that's what it, me- it just flew out of my mouth uh-huh. completely unconsciously. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Yep. And your re- rejection wound and humiliation wound yeah. were activated yeah. because you then went to shame. Uh, I wonder fucking why. <laughs> like, listen, you fat piece of garbage. No. What do I have to do to get no. you to eat some fruit or vegetables in the morning? I absolutely would never even think that, let alone say that. <laughs> it was the how does one's mouth be prepared for chicken wings it was at open. 6.50 was the in the morning. Prerequisite. And to me, it was just like, this is a logical thing. I mean, chicken wings are not good for you. This isn't how you want to start your day. Sure. But how was your mouth prepared? Well, just so this? you know, I was a public school teacher in America. My day didn't get better after that chicken wing. Stop it. You were married to me. So your day was awesome. Yeah. And because of that, I received the verbal whiplashing. <laughs> When before, I would have been like, this is a good chicken wing, Matt, isn't it? It is, Matt. You deserve it. So that's an example. (laughs) That's an example of your wounds getting activated. And, you know, in the moment, you were definitely like caught off guard and like, oh, my God. And then I was like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. You like, I did not mean to say it in that tone or way or with that emotion. But you had already received it. Okay, challenge. It's it's been... What year is it now? 23? Uh-huh. It might have been 10 years since that incident. Okay. You have 10 years. Mm-hmm. Reenact that incident with the tone that you wanted to give me. That would, like, if you had to go back in time uh-huh. to change the tone uh-huh. of that message, yep. do it. Ready? And action. Honey, maybe we don't eat chicken wings for breakfast. And instead... Maybe we do. <laughs> Yeah, it wouldn't have landed. You're right. And it's right. Nothing but that tone would have gotten that thing out of my mouth. You're yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. 
So, so if the goal was to make me stop, there was only one way to succeed. I don't know if I even had a goal or if I was just that, genuinely astonished. The fact that you didn't have at a, the choices. The fact that you didn't have a goal doesn't make it better. In fact, it makes it sting worse. There's been numerous times where you know I have to be aware that what I am saying could be perceived in such a way that you would experience shame. And I never want that for you. I never want that to be activated. Um, I think that Catholicism just like, you know, really wields the shame card hard. You think? Yeah. Yeah. I think. I don't know. I didn't experience that. Oh, it does. That was sarcasm. So, so I am aware that that's something that like, that's a filter that's like right there. It's mm. super easy for you to hear things through that yeah. filter. Um, and I think that that's actually how we got it, how we got talking about the communication filters yeah, casually think, in our day. I think I was eating something for breakfast and you yelled at me. No. Like, this is a good topic for the podcast. It was not. It was. <laughs> I don't even. Ah, I wish that I could remember the example that sparked it because I said something and you were like, you were like, oh my God, like that was so rough. And I was like, no, it wasn't. But you heard it through this shame filter. It wasn't rough because do you see what you're doing? It requires <laughs> a heavy hand right now. And so, you know, essentially what we're getting at here is you have to be aware of it from both ends. You have to be aware of your own filters mm-hmm. and you have to communicate Which around Which is the harder them. part, I would argue. Oh, totally. It's yeah. way easier to be like, you fucked that up. <laughs> you have filters and they ugly. <laughs> And you want, I would think that you would want to be aware of your spouse's filters. Yes. Um, you take responsibility for your own, mm-hmm. and you advocate around them, and you acknowledge the ones that your spouse has so that you can communicate in a way that you're just not wasting energy and time having an argument about something that doesn't need to be. And you know, I mean, I think you brought up something earlier about like change. Like people change in relationships, just like, you know, the the conversation you could have had 10 years ago, you come out of the bedroom and there's half a chicken wing in my mouth mm-hmm. and you say, you could have said it the same exact way. Mm-hmm. There is, that chicken wing is going down. It is. It is. Without yep. a hesitation. Yeah. It's just, it's happening. Right. At this point too, I don't even know if you would have even said it the way you would, you I probably wouldn't have said it the same way. No, I mean, I think... I think recently you were eating something unreasonable in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) I was just eating my leftover beef bolognese. And I didn't say anything, but I looked at the clock. (laughs) You noticed. I was like, what time is it? But I didn't say any of it. I was like, Jeannie, shut it down. But you You, didn't have to. I saw you look at me and you looked right at the clock. So growth on both of our behalves. Uh, we'll call it change. No, it's growth because I don't need to say anything and you don't need to take it personally that I have a thought or a belief around appropriate breakfast foods. Yeah. No, I don't at all. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. So growth. Yeah. Well, I feel like we did really well today. I think, <laughs> I think we did really well too. I think that maybe we taught some people some things. Hey. Maybe we did. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We're not licensed therapists. So we, we are. Have no right. We cannot claim we ever. We don't to. know shit about anything <laughs> other than what we 
experienced every what we experience regularly as a couple and and what we're really good at which is we are consistently gentle and kind with each other agree and we i believe are aware of our own stuff mm-hmm. as much as we can be and we continue to work towards being more aware um and like if and when there has been hurt or uh yeah i mean like when when we have hurt one another intentionally or unintentionally i would say it's unintentional all the time um that we work to remedy that and we move towards each other like Mm. you know that's what mutual victory is all about right wow like bringing it bringing it home bringing it home that's good seriously that's good not to undercut you with any sort of humor that was actually very like that's that's what it's all about is it's like there never is a you versus me you know i'm right you're wrong you're right i'm wrong Mm. it's always about how do we move towards each other remedy the issue which we're both working towards figuring out and and not have to work through that again you know like that's what that's what it means to be in mutual victories it's like us against the game of life wow that is way to that's the that's how you bring it home you end that's how you end part two are you impressed yeah are you turned on um yeah sure awesome As turned on as you were at the beginning when I was talking about notes. Oh, uh, no, the notes does it. Oh, yeah, it, no. does, it does. There's just some level of you being organized and committing to organization that just is like, mm-hmm. appreciate. Yeah. Game appreciates game. <laughs> that was amazing. Thank you. This is Matt. This is Jeannie. Oh, thanks, everyone. <laughs>